0: The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media US. The MM MMM podcast, in partnership with SurvivorNet, presents how to execute targeted content campaigns guided by data. data. My name is Mark Iskowitz, I'm Editor-at-Large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of today's sponsored podcast with SurvivorNet. Here with me today is Steven Alperin, CEO of SurvivorNet, to talk about five things you can do to create greater efficiency, help patients, and get better results.
1: Differentiation, values and how you express them, the message and the mindset, do they match, the right measurement for the right problem. And then I'll add one I call soul. You
0: know, The topic of differentiating campaigns among a sea of online content is something that a lot of marketers struggle with. And this podcast promises to deliver some very practical advice for those leading health brands. We're also going to get into a breakdown of some of the various types of data that are being used to target and identify potential patients for therapies, engage them along the patient journey, et cetera, et cetera. Steven, how are you? And welcome to the MMM Podcast.
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I want to do this and enjoy doing it because you and also with the colleagues you work with are truly expert and thoughtful about this business and these issues. And I think the respect that people have for these kinds of conversations shows. And so thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. The appreciation and the respect goes uh, both ways as well. We have a lot of respect for what you do and what you bring. And, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard over the years, the uh, notion that pharma marketers, especially in the United States, are very a very data-driven bunch, you know, and for good reason. You know, the, a lot of what they do is limited to what's on the, on the label of an FDA approved product. And that uh, tends to be data centric. And nobody wants to get a letter from the Office of Prescription Drug Promotion is slapping them on the wrist for going off-label. And so that that's a good thing and to, to keep to the label, but it also tends to uh, leave them uh, susceptible to messaging that uh, lacks uh, humanity, lacks that human touch. So wanted to kind of, uh, in, in our lead up to this question, ask you, why is data alone not enough for marketers? And, and why is uh, emotional content not enough on its own?
1: I think we're all in the business of trying to have, make people have a better life. I, I focus a lot, exclusively on cancer, so we're about hope and better lives. And so I, I just don't think there's any moment of the day or dollar spent that isn't or shouldn't be informed by fundamentally can I help someone feel less alone feel better and do better in their life or whatever's wrong with them that I can help with my product so like I don't think you can do marketing bloodlessly I don't care if it's all mathematicians sitting in a room with the best dashboard on planet earth and you know I had a a drink with a guy who runs a very good so-called endemic health uh, website. He's a very experienced guy, and um, he came from Pharma. And maybe he'd had more than one drink. And he said, wow, you know, all these data people, and I just, where is the humanity? And I said, no, man, there's a lot of good people out there. It's not all bad. Uh, but I think the point is that one without the other um, is not nearly as effective. I think from a strategy perspective – There are some very real things that, like, what am I marketing, what message, and to whom? And then the differentiation, like, it's a sea of stuff. You got to have some way to measure, you got to have some way to spend your money, and you got to be efficient. And people want to get better at that. Um, I think what's starting to happen is a lot of people buying the same segments, a lot of people are using the same special, sexy dashboard. Uh, I had someone tell me they had a sexy dashboard and I've kept that in my mind Um, and uh, I guess you're a marketer it could be sexy but like so same segments same dashboards it's sort of like if we all like were investing in industrials I'll change industries and we all had the same information and we were like investors and we lived on the same street and so you figure out wow how do I compete if I'm all everyone's buying the same segments everyone's using the same dashboards and so I think these tools like are table stakes now and, and there's We're all learning all the time. That's why people show up these conferences, read these uh, trade journals. But I think you got to use these tools and then say, okay, well, how am I different? And certainly, content can be a differentiator, certainly excellence and quality and humanity. And can you touch and feel in a message or a story or a piece of content? The actual human is a huge differentiator. And then I think that tools are table stakes now. They're better and worse ones relative to the use case, but I think the tools are there and we have this hugely efficient market now. And so what do you do?
0: Yeah, and I think the notion of, you know, using data, finding the perfect data point, And has been kind of equated with the term personalized marketing, and I think people have kind of fallen back on well, personalized marketing means data, and I think maybe that's why they fall into this trap of not having, like you said, both. You need the data and you need the emotional content. But if if everybody has access to the same databases and and dashboards, as you put it, uh, I like the analogy you also made was uh, like it's kind of like with 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 day traders, like everybody has access to the same public stock market uh, trading platforms, and everybody's getting. The same information. So how, how do you gain an edge? Uh, you know, what, what, what point are there diminishing returns? You know,
1: you have a colleague called Steve, who I know very well. And he says that in your office, there's this thing, um, a sign that says, how am I helping my user today do a better job? Obviously, earn more money, make, you know, work less. Uh, what's the utility? Um, I think fundamentally opt-in data works. So you told me you were sick. Or you told me you had something wrong, and I gave you something of value. So, a a value exchange that it has some version of opt-in is, I think, kind of golden. And they call that first party. Have some people on the street call it zero party. I don't know. You told me something's wrong with you. You gave me your name. You told me it's it's cool that I I I'm using kind of glib podcast language now. But like you know, it has to be the regulatory stuff actually not trivial. and you said, you send me something. Here's, what's, here's what I have. Here's what's wrong with me. I opted in. Golden. I think the results that we see on opt-in and when you take a person who told you about themselves and then you do a little bit of the modeling around well, who are people like that and then you can give them something that helps them. For instance, I started a business in cancer to help people like my families. And, that's, and then realize 80% of people get treated are not at a big hospital where I hope to get with my dad. And so you go, all right, well, how, geez, what if somebody's at a big community oncology center? How do I get to them? And, and, and how do I get to their doctor to educate that person about what might be something new that could help them? And at what moment and what times, and how do I get them again? And so I think a lot of that is, you know, uh, there are people who are very, very smart in these businesses around that, but fundamentally, like, did that person choose to have a conversation me? that patient and that doctor, am I helping that doctor or that patient do their job better, education, information, support? And if that doctor actually acknowledged that I exist, and, and you know, like, you and I could enter the HCP marketing business in about an hour for about $10,000. Everybody has the lists. Everybody knows what doctors drive in their, the color of their cars and, and what they like to eat for lunch. And I'm, I'm being a little bit, but but uh, I think, does that person acknowledge or you're offering them some value? And there are really good companies that do both. But I think that starts to get be different. They opted in and I told them something valuable to their lives. That's different.
0: Right. So it's offering that education, the information, the support, helping a clinician do his or her job better can give that entree, if you will, into um, personalization, making someone more receptive to, to a message um, that I think you hit on something there. Um, so let, let's get into more specifics in terms of, you know, how you add that that personal touch. Um, you know, once you have that entree, as we said in the upfront, we said that uh, you would talk about five things, five suggestions for marketers to get better results. How, how can they do that?
1: So number one is, I think, differentiation. I'll do differentiation, values and how you express them, the message and the mindset, do they match, the right measurement for the right problem, and then I'll add one I call soul. So fundamentally, uh, in a market where a lot of the information, there's only one set of uh, electronic health records being pumped out and allegedly anonymized. And so how am I different? Am I using a better data set? There are better and worse data sets. There are better and worse methodologies. Um, and do I believe the data set? I come from TV. Everybody used Nielsen for years, and nobody totally believed it. The sample was, was, was 8,000 families. Now it's 30,000, and they're still struggling. So I think in health, I'll get to differentiation. For instance, I, I work in the biggest market, the biggest mortality and incidence in cancer is lung cancer. Um, and so you think about an, uh, an elderly person who might have been a smoker who lives in somewhere in the, they call it the tobacco belt or the so-called middle of the country. And you think, wow, that person's in their seventies, they're very sick. Um, can I measure, how well can I measure and get to that person relative to the pixeling and the layering on of of uh, statistical models? And I think as a marketer and as people, I care about serving these people and I care about serving our partners. Um, Do I think that's the right measurement for a 75-year-old lung cancer patient in the first 40 days of their journey? I hate saying journey in that case because it's such a tough diagnosis. On the other hand, a 36-year-old who's got an atopic dermatitis or a, a certain kind of psoriasis, they have a different measurement problem than that person. So that's what I mean by like, is the measurement right and how much of it do we really do? So there's differentiation in that. Um, I think there's differentiation in the content. I wouldn't be doing this if I thought it would solve a problem with respect to my really close friends who work at a lot of so-called endemic health players. Uh, you know, I think when you get sick with certain things, um, a really good search article done for search engine optimization is awesome. I have a little baby. We we Google how many milliliters of of. Um, Uh, ibuprofen to give him when he's sick. That's an awesome search topic. Don't change for my pals who killed it in search. I think when you get a new diagnosis of breast cancer uh, and the issues are profound and the treatment decisions are profound and the molecular, biologic, uh, and genetic makeup of your cancer, so many choices and, and decision trees, I don't think it's okay. I don't think that's the right use for that person. In, entirely, and so that's why you know, that's why I do what I do. And so I think differentiation is a: what what segment am I using? What data am I using to target a person? What mindset do they have? Do I believe that data can measure that person? What am I serving them? Is differentiation? So I also think you don't get away from humanity. Uh, I spend I'm a CEO of a company now for years. I've been doing this for thirty years. I spend time on the words. I educate you all day in our shop. If you say a word. Um, I went on a table at 9 o'clock in the morning. I said, who knows what neoadjuvant means? And interestingly, I've had incredibly, incredibly good people in our shop over the years. People have run like the Today Show. And I said, geez, one thing, that, I, half, half of what we do is explain a word before you say it. Just give it an adjective. Just give it an adjective. Just tell me what you're saying. Um, Add-on treatment
0: at, or at, maintenance uh, therapy or something that's a little more accessible.
1: Yeah, differentiation is how much you can't get away from thought and quality. I'm investing deeply in generative models for content generation. i tell you something, like you can't get away from thought. And so thoughtful content for the right person is differentiated. Thoughtful use of measurement is differentiated. Thoughtful use of which data to measure which indication of disease is differentiated. Non-differentiated is I'm going to buy a segment from X next provider, and they're awesome, and it's so easy to buy because i like, Steve, who sells them. I like Steve too. Non differentiated is hey, I got a great thing, and it happens to have four paragraphs and quack and whack like a duck and shows up in X kind of search. And okay, that's great. Differentiated is also did I serve that person who's different uh, and what they might have as their desires for their outcomes? For instance, elderly people go to the doctor and often are are talked down to uh, people of color, it's a well-known thing and a hard problem to tackle, get spoken to differently. Elder people, people who are gay, people who a doctor doesn't deem to be educated. So I think how we speak to people is differentiated, how we tell stories, to use, I hate that term as a cliche, but we tell stories, I love telling stories. That is true differentiation. Did you think about how that person on the other side wants to be spoken to, what that person looks like, who's the doctor? I work in oncology. It's like 3% of people, 3% of oncologists are black, something like that. It's, it's shockingly few. Um, so I think those are differentiation. Like, did you think about the problem with away? Did you sure. invest in it? Did you keep investing? Don't tell me you care about disparities and you don't are not caring about it this month.
0: Right, right. And there's so many different subtypes of cancer, you know, even within the same yeah. tumor types. So it's science and medicine are constantly breaking things down, you know, into different targets, molecular targets uh, and whatnot. So- Commitment
1: is differentiation. People, the, I've been doing this well not long enough to know. I can tell you, there are partners who commit. We're in the X disease states. We're going to be there. We care about these communities. And companies do this very well. There are teams of people who invest with the charities. There are teams of people who invest in the community. Um, I think it can be done really well, really, really well. you go, you know what? Wow. They really do. X does really care about this community. I think that's differentiated.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. Another way to differentiate. Highly. Absolutely. Yeah. Showing a commitment. Not
1: differentiated is
0: lead generation. You know, when you
1: click through to four different sites, you get an ad for biliary cancer and you have to click four times and then you're in a lead generation program run by someone undifferentiated, (laughs) highly undifferentiated. That's like, like kind of a scam market,
0: yeah, that was, you know, obviously you don't want to be too generic and uh, we we get the message there. What's the next one?
1: So values, which could, which is what I sort of said at the top of the thing is, I think, um, what are my set of values? How clear are they defined and do they inform how I spend my money with whom I partner and the outcomes I desire? I think it's worth pausing because, you know, that's pretty profound. um, And people say, of course they do. And so that's great. And we were just talking about a a huge event in New York City last night where the absolute best researchers on planet Earth get honored. And then some of the leaders of the great companies in the world that finance and develop these these medications come. And the report I got was there's a lot of talk about patients. And I thought, wow, that's cool. Like people, one these these – a couple hundred billion dollar company talk about patients. It's great, they should be. And so I think you know it's when I started the business, I'd never been in I'd never been in healthcare before. I was in television and and, and went around all these companies and people said patient first. I was like, you know, I've heard that one before. Um, and so great, I think everyone should say patient first and then do it. htp marketing is patient first. htp marketing is trying to get a doctor to make a better decision for a patient. Patient marketing, trying to get a patient to make a better decision for that patient. And so, look, I, I obviously, I'm not, to, you know, it's not Pollyanna. You can do decisions that create an efficiency and and, and may not seem like they must we'll have anything unethical, or certainly there's, you know, farmers regulated and for a good reason. But I think that, do I have to stop and think about does this align with my values? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're in a values. Don't ask me to define value-based medicine, but but uh, I think we're in a values-based business.
0: Yeah, well, the value um, and I was I was at that event yesterday, and they were saying that uh, there's a lot of you know value-based contracting and stuff, and talk about value-based medicine, but it's really such a small amount, uh, you know, of, of the pie um, that really the, the term value is really um, that doesn't seem to be making the discussion more value-based anymore. Doesn't doesn't seem to be on the top of Pharma CEOs' priority lists as, as much as it once was, give, given all the other uh, perverse incentives in, in the system. But make, making sure that, that everything we do aligns with the value—obviously, like a, a mantra or a value—like we want to make lung cancer irrelevant. That's a great value. But make sure that everything you do, you know, lines ladders up to that value. Got it. Number three.
1: Well, I think it's, it's easy to get. Well, I mean, everyone just wants to do a good job. So, differentiation, values, um, message, and, and mindset. So. There are really smart people who do things like uh, customer journey and um, customer experience roles. Uh, I think it's all, that's everything. Is what's the mindset? You know, we're working in breast cancer now, and think about someone who's finished their breast cancer treatment. And you know, do you want to get on a therapy that might have serious side effects, but could keep your cancer from coming back? Um, you know, m- men who are older, do you want to treat that prostate cancer or not, relative to the side effects? The mindset of that person and what they care about, if you can understand that a little better, develop content that actually content advertising content that serves that person's needs or fears, and then you propagate that with the right segment, I think that's really great. There are examples where that's not as done as well, and not because I nothing bad. It's just how thoughtful are you, your partners, your agencies and stuff around that person's mindset. That, you know, and then there are people map this stuff very well. Very, very smart mapping. And how does it get translated? I'm not a, a marketing expert. I, I'm something of a patient advocate now. I'm years and years and years deep in serving marketers. And I think there's some value in that. It's like, well, how do I talk to somebody about the message and the mindset? So how, what's my differentiation with my values, my message and mindset? Next one is measurement. Do I have the right measurement for the right indication do I believe it? If I believe some of it, what am I doing with the other portion? And then, you know, everybody's good at using, you know, what, what's their top performing stuff. Um, I think that measurement can continue to get better. I think we can continue to figure out, well, how do we – I like measurement. I never heard of these, these – they're big, great partners we work with that are third-party measurements. When I started this business, I never heard of them because I didn't come from healthcare like years ago. And I thought, wow, like, who are these people? <laughs> and I thought, and now I think, well, they're really great. Like, there's a great way. Can it be better? They would probably take can and be better. But what's the right measurement for the right disease? Am I using that right? And how am I similar to Omni Channel? Like, am I giving that information back to my partners so they can tune what they're doing? And I think the the business now, the business of helping people with marketing I think about it that way, by the way, the business of helping people with marketing can be tuned. And I like that because you're not flying blind. And if you have a partnership, then you can work with somebody to do better marketing helps people. Do you want to weigh in on that one? Because you spend like half your day probably talking to people. This.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's important to have the right mindset uh, and, and, and in terms of helping people with marketing. I mean, that's 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 what we do at mm and m We help marketers do their jobs better. And it's a it's a, a mindset, if you will, that has served us well, I think, for the entirety of the publications, uh, you know, 50 year plus existence, you know, that sort of educational, always keep learning, always keep, you know, keeping an open mind and and, but always staying fixed, fixated on helping the marketers do their jobs better. I think that's, that's a mindset that will serve, serve all of us well.
1: So the next thing, probably the last one is we did. What's my differentiation in a truly thoughtful way, my values, my message and mindset, am I measuring it right? And then I think about, I was having a drink with a friend of mine last night in this business And, um, I said, soul, because people meet her and they listen to her and you, you go to yourself, wow, I just met somebody who's doing what they should be doing. And when you meet somebody like that in the world, I went to the opening of Carnegie Hall and there's this guy who's, he lit up the room. He was conducting the Canadian guy and, He also does a Philadelphia orchestra. And you go, wow, I'm watching this guy. I feel his energy in his body. You could feel the electricity in that man's Mm. body. And then you could hear it in the orchestra. I wasn't thinking about that analogy when I got on the air here. But I'm telling you right now that I think that when you meet and run into a a campaign that has soul, not uh, hippy-dippy – which you know but i think soul matters and and i think that by by which i mean we do stories uh about human beings and the industry calls them patient stories because you have to have a term and i think about it does this compete with something i'd watch on netflix is this does it move me does my heart jump out or does it not and that's it. And so I think there's a lot of talk about these. There's a lot of um, buzzword stuff and marketing ease and language. But when I see a story, a person, a commercial, there's beautiful farming marketing by the way. It's, it's you know, it gets sometimes a bad rabbit, but like, there, is, there are beautiful well, – people do some beautiful work. And when you see it, feel it, did it make me feel something – and then did I express this with the data. And then did I get the right segments and so, so by my soul I mean truly like did I feel something? And if you create someone felt something. However you do that and you're like you know, and there's lots of people there's twenty percent of the American economy, there's rooms for there's room for a lot of marketing companies, but like, you know, twenty percent of the economy. There's gonna be a lot of good people. We can all like, you know, feed our families. So I think like if you if you can feel the blood and the soul in a piece of Communication, and then you do all these other things well. That's kind of like my view of what's of excellence.
0: Yeah, and then just my two cents would be totally agree with you 100%. In this country, I remember we used to talk about how because you know they can do TTC advertising uh, of a pharma brand, an RX brand in this country. The but you can't do that overseas except in one other country, New Zealand, I believe. That the marketing in this country tended to be a little bit, little less soulless, a little flatter than some of the as we call the movement campaigns that right you would see overseas, which were non-branded, more like disease awareness. But it was you 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 felt it more in in those overseas campaigns because they didn't have they weren't talking about a you know so such a data driven topic um, and you know as, as the on label advertising uh, industry. Uh, Tends to, to, to do here, um, so yeah. When when you see one, you, you know it, and I think that's a that's a critical element. Um, which Barbara, other...
1: I make we make these things yeah. like, so I'm not biased. like uh You know, I sit. I'm going after this. I'm going to go to an edit room and look at a, um, a six or seven minute piece we did with a woman called Elizabeth Vargas I used to work with, and she's now on a cable channel called News Nation, and she's talking about depression, anxiety, and addiction. Um. Just, I'll give you one thing. So, a few days to work together. I've worked together in a long time, and she's a big news anchor. She anxious thing called Twenty Twenty for years. Um, and I went to the taping last week, and I had a little bit of a tear listening to her talk about her journey with alcohol. It's a stupid way. She had a problem with alcohol, and she had an anxiety problem, and and, and she's overcoming, and she's extraordinary, I think. And she told a story. My, my all my guys were, like, how does that relate to cancer? We do addiction. To and she said, you know. I was talking to someone in one of my rooms of recovery, I think that was the way she was talking about these things, and she said, was a nurse, and she said, I, I have a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in remission from a- alcoholism, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery, and I'm also in recovery from breast cancer. And I asked her, well, someone, someone posed a question like, well, which is worse, or which would you rather have, like, kind of not come back? And the one said, I'd rather have my breast cancer come back. And wow. the reason, which is a horrible thought, right? Like, the reason was, well, she said, well, you know, when when breast cancer comes, everybody shows up. And when addiction or a weird lapse on with, with, with alcohol, people go away. Hmm. So I didn't make an ad of listening to someone's learned truth. And to me, that's a more powerful way of expressing the issues around being a woman and anxiety and alcohol and cancer than anything I could have ever created. And, and that's why I love what I do.
0: That's beautiful. What, what a great story. Um, and like you said. With
1: Elizabeth's story, I'm just repeating
0: that. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah no, but um, someone's learned truth, you know, when, when we hear that distilled uh, everything else kind of falls away, you know, and that sort of pierces you know as as the ad people call it you know the universal truth, everybody kind of recognizes it, and it's becomes the the kernel for something special. So, maybe you just kind of hit on it. you know I was going to ask you what what are the of those five what What's the one element that you see a lot of pharma marketers kind of missing on? And I think kind of the the last one kind of sums a lot of it up is that you know you you, you don't see a lot of the um the personal touch. you know we kind of get lost in the data sometimes, um, and things look a little too generic, perhaps. Would you agree with that?
1: Of course. Look, I mean, that's a knock on some of the stuff, but look, I think the big thing is the combo. I think it's hard to get it all right, and I see most people are smart in these companies. They're, these are very valuable businesses. I think what often is, is one or the other, and that to, to get and I don't see the combo as often as you might, which is not true. That it's, it's there. I, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to criticize me. I, I, I couldn't be the opposite of that. It's just it's hard to get right. And yeah. when you do, the combo is really what, by which, by which I mean, you know, soul and differentiation and the right data and the right measurement for the right problem.
0: Right. And it, it's a highly regulated industry, as you said, and these are companies that are worth billions of dollars. And there's a lot at stake and nobody, you know, there's so much money spent to get the drug approved, you know, and and on, on the, the discovery, development, regulatory side, that the marketing can sometimes be, be an afterthought. But that there, it sounds like, they're missing a big opportunity here to really penetrate people's lives to a greater extent.
1: Marketing works. Like I, I sat with a guy who runs a, a big oncology division, a big company, uh, and he was competing and, he, and we were talking about all this stuff and he said, you know what, television works. He's like, why shouldn't we just do television like the, the, the two guys who came before me who did these other computers, like they did television, it works. And he's like a bright guy, like a really bright guy, not, not an unsophisticated person uh, who's helped a lot of people, a lot of women, and, and, and helped a lot of, and made a lot of money for his investors. So, I, man, I think it's a responsibility to do it better. Keep doing it, try to do it better. Um, I think, kind of to your point, doing both of these things is to assemble them, a couple of these together is the alchemy that's sort of magical and what I don't see as much. Sometimes you
0: see it. Sure. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation and talking about a topic that I think is kind of like the elephant in the room that, but not a lot of people talk about. Uh, but I want to give you the last word, Steve, you know, in in terms of summing things up and how do you marry technology, humanity, and on the ground, the on the ground local nature of healthcare and drug sales, as you put it, um, that's easier said than done, but give, give us some, your, your parting thoughts on that.
1: I think there are, there's an ability to marry some of the best in class or what's good for your brand and that the openness to think a little differently in the way people have thought now about the data platforms that I think are table stakes to the way that we operate. My colleagues and competitors really do want to thoughtfully serve these markets. And so the best thing I ever run into is a thoughtful, energetic customer. (laughs) It beats me up a little bit. Like I, I think that that's where we like to be. Uh, now that may be because I'm I'm uh, not new, but we're you know we're we're a growing company and you know, we're six seven years old. But like I really want people to dig in with me and say, well, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like the best thing is when we get somebody who um, we say, well, how can we solve your problem? And then if I can't solve it, I'll say, you know, go next door. But like the best thing is if the, what you're talking about does take a little bit of thought, a lot of thought, some rigor. Sometimes you got to assemble some people at the table. Uh, if I'm understanding exactly what you're saying, is that if you're talking about marrying something that has a piece of learned truth or a, a concept of uh, expressing an emotion you can feel with the right measurement, with the right data, I think you kind of got to partner a little bit. Very few, and pharma does this very well. Like, you know, people in pharma will generally say, well, we, we want to partner with the, with the best agency or the best storytellers. You know, I think farmers is really good at that. And that's, you know, that's why we have a, we have businesses in marketing. And so that's why also what I enjoy what I do is we get to help people do better what we do better.
0: Absolutely. Sounds like a makings for a great partnership. You know, the data is a big part of our lives. uh, And and for for those in marketing, there's no going back on that. But uh, we can't forget about the need for humanity and to, as you say, express a learned truth um, and then use data to target the messaging to a greater extent, uh, to identify potential patients for commercial therapy to a greater extent. Um, So thank you for helping put that into perspective.
1: Thank you. It's so good to do this. I really appreciate the chance.
0: Absolutely. And I hope as we get further down the road, we can do this again. Uh, So thank you, Steve, again for joining us. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. And we'll see you next time on the MMNM Podcast.